Welcome to the Real Life Webinar. Whether you're experiencing hardship, searching for encouragement and motivation, or simply want a refreshing reminder that you're not alone, we are so glad that you're here. Our hope is that you'll find these discussions about real life topics helpful and discover practical ways to apply this information and advice to your life. We are here to help you find real solutions to real problems. Welcome to Real Life, presented by Chestnut Ridge Church. I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Today on Real Life, we're going to be discussing the challenges, issues, and concerns related to job search. Our goal is to give you some professional, practical, and biblical advice and wisdom to help you in your job search. Whether you're finding work that you were created to do or maybe just trying to find something to make ends meet. And we're glad to have an amazing panel of experts lined up for you today. First, we have Colleen Lankford. Colleen is Director of Christian Help in Morgantown, West Virginia. She has more than 30 years comprehensive HR experience and seven years vested in the Jobs for Life program at Christian Help. Colleen, thanks for being on the program today. Oh, thank you, Jim. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Bill Haynes. Bill is a SHRM-CP certified HR professional with more than 20 years experience in recruiting and benefits administration in multiple industries. Bill, thanks uh, for your time tonight and being on the program as well. Thanks for the intro, Jim. I appreciate being here. Absolutely. Bruce Lane. Bruce is a seasoned business and ministry executive. He's also the executive pastor at Chestnut Ridge Church with, Church with more than 30 years of experience in human resources, executive recruitment, organizational design, leadership development, and performance management. Bruce, thanks for being on the program. Great to be here, Jim. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you. Thank all of you guys. This is awesome. And we do have a, this is such a great panel. We know there's a lot of people who are hurting and seeking their next step for work and career from the pending closure of the Milan Beatrice plant here in Morgantown this month with approximately 1500 really good jobs at stake. That plant's closing and those those families are going to be hurting all the way to pandemic related career changes, whether that's someone making a change in a leadership position or even a single parent that's just trying to find work to support their family. There's a lot going on, guys, and our job tonight is to really uh, help you navigate this with this collective group of uh, passion and expertise of our panel today. We hope and plan to, to help a lot of you guys, so let's just jump right in. I want to start at the top level and, and really talk about the current job market here in West Virginia. Uh, Bill, I'd love to get get your thoughts. You're a guy who's out there hiring a lot of people uh, with Lear, uh, Lear Mine and, and, and Arch uh, Cole. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about, from your perspective, what's going on in the job market. And then we're going to do a round the horn and kind of get everybody's perspective on that right now. Yeah, Jim. Um, you know, currently, I think the job market is improving. You know, uh, compared to last year during the COVID, it was uh, it was pretty bad. I, I received a lot of phone calls and a lot of job seekers out there. I think there's I think there is hope. Uh, I know there's some closures here in Morgantown. I think overall, I, I think there is opportunities out there uh, for job seekers, uh, individuals that want to change careers. I, I think I think there are opportunities. And I, you know, I see the unemployment uh, is going down, you know, overall. So I, I think if, uh, you know, somebody keeps a, an open mind, stay positive, I, I think there are definitely, definitely a lot of opportunities right now. Great, 
great to hear that. I sense some optimism in your voice, and that that's always a good thing. Colleen, I want to kick it to you. Obviously, the the state of West Virginia ended participation in the federal supplemental unemployment benefit program just in in June a couple of weeks ago. What are you seeing out there uh, related to Christian help and the and the people you serve with Jobs for Life uh, re- related to the job market right now? Well, a number of the uh, individuals we've been working with have been facing difficulties in that they um, are responsible for their families. Daycares haven't opened in full force at this point in time. School is out of session. And although there are summer programs, there isn't always opportunity for uh, care for children or oversight of children. Uh, You can't leave them alone if they're under 14 in the state of West Virginia. So that tends to be a problem. Families have grown together over the, uh, and come together over the pandemic year. Uh, in situations where it's possible for extended family to watch individuals or others within a closer knit group that's formed over the last year, that can be helpful. But many of those people are in the same situation. So it may be that there has to be a delay in the employment activity, but a job search can continue before accepting a position occurs and it should happen in advance. So we're still encouraging people to do that. And there are a lot of positions that are open now in retail and service, as well as um, in some of our, uh, starting to grow, in some of our field service areas, we're seeing more postings and more employers picking up additional shifts of people. With the lack of support from the uh, extended funding from the federal government through the state, uh, some families are feeling that financially and um, it will be more important for them to increase that income too. So we're strongly encouraging people. Absolutely. You know, just last week, the Morgantown Area Partnership uh, put together a job fair uh, here in Morgantown, really targeting the the Milan Beatrice workers. There were, I think, 60 companies represented there, representing more than 2,000 jobs that are currently open right now. And I, th- I just thought that was interesting. I was down there and, and I was kind of blown away by the, by the level of quality companies that were there hiring. And, uh, and it, it was just really interesting to see that. Bruce, what's your take on, on the current um, job market here, in, yeah, in, especially in North Central? Yeah, I, I think the one, maybe a misnomer is you, you see, you hear that there's all these jobs out there and there's all these people looking for jobs, but the, there's, sometimes there's a mismatch, okay? There's a mismatch right. of geography. Here's where the job is. Here's where I live. It's not going to make sense. Colleen knows this from Jobs for Life could be a great job, but if someone's on a bus route and can't get there, you got a geography issue. Yeah. Uh, you also might have a, a skill set issue, right? Here's what the jobs are. Here's my skill set. We don't kind of fit. And then the third one is just through the pandemic now, expectations between employer and employee on what that job is going to be. What do I get from it? Gosh, I really like working from home. Uh, My guess, Bill, you don't have a lot of jobs in the mine where you can work from home. So there's expectations and, and the mismatch, but because the unemployment rate has come down almost, you know, uh, so much since last year, uh, there are jobs there, and, and it, it just means for some people, they're going to have to have a, a little bit, uh, maybe uh, work a little harder at the job search or broaden their expectations in order to find that opportunity. 
Yeah, it's almost, uh, you know, Bruce, just listening to you, it almost sounds like this might be an opportunity to kind of reinvent yourself. You know, if you're looking for a particular job, maybe maybe it, it's time to shift that thinking a little bit because the world has shifted, right? Exactly. And work has shifted. I mean, it's just, you know, I, 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 me personally, you know, 18 months ago, I would never have thought about having employees working from home. I never yeah. crossed my mind, you know, I thought... But now it's just part of the part of the operating uh, system that we have here. So I think that's really interesting. Bruce, I'd like to stay with you on this on this next question as we kind of move into the topic here about work. You know, obviously, this is a, a program that's sponsored by Chestnut Ridge Church. You're the executive pastor of the church. Why do we work? I mean, God calls us to work. But what does the Bible say about work? Yeah, that, that's a great question. I think as early as Genesis, you see God working because he creates, right? right. Uh, the first seven days he created. And so we've got in this innate uh, reason or, or uh, ability to work, to create. Um, I think it's almost 800 places in the Bible that talks about work, right? Jesus spent a lot of time, his time, parables and talking and just being in, in and around the marketplace. So it's weaved throughout the entire Bible that uh, work is good um, and that uh, we really should be working. Yeah, absolutely. Colleen, in Jobs for Life, what, I mean, obviously it's a faith-based program, an international program. Uh, what, does, what does the program teach about work and, and finding that, uh, that, that meaningfulness in, in, your, in your work? Well, in God's example, uh, the first assignment he gave us was to work, to take care of his creation. Um, hmm. We each are given gifts that are unique and critical and purposeful in what we are supposed to do here on earth. And um, exercising those gifts, imploring them whenever we're in the work setting, in our family settings, in any setting, um, it's important to accept those and to utilize them the best as we can. We're given examples on our soft skills throughout the Bible, whether it be perseverance through the story of Ruth, or if it's um, redemption through uh, uh, Joseph. Um, we're, we're given a variety of responsibilities, but also examples uh, to follow, good role models within the Bible. And I think it's important for people to remember that this has been, this is an issue as long as creation. Uh, as long as people have existed, there has been a need for improvement of skill, improvement yes. of self and exercise of our gifts. That's great. That's a great point. Bill, what do you have to say on that, on that topic? Well, like Bruce and Colleen both said, you know, Genesis 2.15, I mean, God uh, put Adam in, in the Garden of Eden to work and keep it, you know, so um, you know, right away, it's, uh, you know, God made us in his own image. Uh, Jesus was a carpenter, you know, his, his earthly dad, Joseph was a carpenter. So, um, you know, I, I just think that, uh, we're, we're here to work, uh, and, you know, we're, we're not here to, to be idle, I guess, uh, is what I'm trying to say. So mm -hmm. I, I think it's, uh, it's very important that we, we work hard and we, we reap the, the fruits from our, from our labor. So, yeah, one that's good. Things, yeah, go ahead, Colleen. I'm sorry. Jim, one of the other things that we go um, attempt to and explore during Jobs for Life is that sometimes it's easier not to 
accept our gifts. Sometimes it's easier to allow others or um, with what are seemingly uncontrolled roadblocks to stop us from doing what we're missioned to do. Mm. And um, one of the things that we find through discussion, through review, through study of the Bible is that people are capable of networking and through themselves and, and uh, education and, and skill development to actually change the circumstances whenever mm. they are ready to and whenever they are willing to. I love that. It kind of reminds me of this model. You're talking about gifts and mission. And I think of, I think of work in a a couple of different ways, but one of them is the God-given gifts that we, that we're provided, right? The talent. So I think about talent and I think about mission, you know, things that break your heart, you know, who do, who are the people that you want to serve? The passion, what do you love to do most? You know, I know a lot of people say you got to follow your passion, but I think it's a combination of talent, mission, and passion. And that sweet spot where those intersect, man, if you could hit that and you can find that meaningfulness in your work, that's, that's a powerful thing. But sometimes it's just, you know, getting a job. You got to put food on the table. You got to, you got to keep the lights on and, and pay the, you know, pay the four walls, you know? And, and so I think, you know, as, as we're, kind of talking to various audiences tonight with this podcast and this, this episode, I think about, you know, what the job search looks like, you know, and, and, and I think a lot of it has to come with regarding kind of the next phase of this conversation is almost the mindset that you have to have. Right. And so Bruce, I'd love to throw that to you and talk a little bit about the mindset during the job search. Yeah, that, that's a great question because uh, during the job search, you can, you can get a lot of no's, you, you can get a lot of frustration, you can get a lot of uh, just wondering, am I ever going to get a job? And, and having a negative mindset of no one's going to hire me, so why should I try? Or I guess it could be negative, like I've got to get this job and they've got to hire me. Um, if you kind of take a step back, right? and change your mindset a little bit to um, I'm valuable because God made me, right? In uh, Psalms talks about, I'm, you know, uh, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, right? So not only do I have, I'm valuable, but I also have something to contribute, right? We just talked about those talents and abilities in that. And so when you put those together, I'm valuable and I have something to contribute to start with, then at least now you can start to um, have that correct mindset. You know, your thoughts are really what creates reality, you know, mm-hmm. and so making sure you start with that mindset uh, and, and, and with that mindset, maybe visualize your outcome, right? I'm going to get a job at some point. I'm going to figure this out and then I can work backwards instead of just sitting there or, or as uh, Colleen had talked about, just being limited maybe with, your roadblocks, um, trying to have that positive mindset so that you can at least, uh, you know, start and, and, and move forward with that. Absolutely. Colleen, would you like to jump in and weigh in on, on that topic? Well, yes. <laughs> uh, what, what we find is that a lot of individuals don't really think about what their gifts are. They don't think about where they fit in or how they would like to fit in to a situation, an organization, or uh, tying a calling 
to employment. When you take the time for yourself to do that, and it doesn't take long, you can really start to direct your efforts more objectively, less emotionally, without reacting to the situation you're in, but trying to, as Bruce said, stay positive on a path. And whenever you're working toward a path, if you can visualize it and state it ahead of time, you'll start to see where you might need to improve. So if you do need to have skill enhancement on some level, or perhaps even certification or education, when you start to identify those steps, you're not as disappointed when you're working toward it as if you would be if you simply apply for something you believe you want to do, but then you realize that you're not competent to do it and you're not realizing that in a positive way because normally you're simply rejected from a job search. You might not understand why, but you need to understand what the whole job is and what the employer expects of you. What we want isn't always what an employer wants. And what an employer wants is going to determine whether or not you receive that job. So it's not a, it's not a self-contained effort, but you have to understand yourself and where you want to be before you can start to target where you're going to go. Absolutely. Great stuff, Colleen. Bill, you know, Colleen's talking about, you know, what employers are looking for. Talk a little bit about that. What, I mean, obviously, you know, you're in a position of hiring people, uh, managing them, leading them, but, but hiring is the first step. Talk a little bit about what employers today, from your perspective, are looking for. I think from my perspective, Jim, uh, I've always uh, looked for, you know, potential employees that have a, a good attitude. Uh, I think that's first and foremost. Uh, I think you can, even if someone doesn't have all the training, uh, particularly that, that position that's open, I think if you have come in with a good positive uh, attitude, willing to learn, uh, willing to do anything uh, that's available, uh, I think that definitely helps. Um, just want somebody that has a, uh, just wants to work hard and, so that that's the that's the biggest things we I, I look for. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it goes to it goes right to what what Bruce was saying. Mindset, you mm-hmm. know, attitude is a mindset, right? I mean, that's <laughs> what it comes down to. So yeah. if you're if you're coming into the job the job interview defeated, yeah, what's the likelihood of of getting a job offer? I, I think with the mindset part of it, I think first and foremost. Um, you know, I've had different situations in my career, and you know, a lot of times I left God out of the out of the picture. I think first and foremost, you have to you have to pray. Uh, I think that's that's real important awesome. to be in the right uh, right mindset. Uh, you have to choose to have uh, to keep a positive, confident attitude. You don't want to go into panic mode if you've just lost your job. You don't want to sound desperate in a job interview. I've had those uh, a lot in the past. Somebody had just lost their job. And uh, that's something I, I, I really, um, yeah, I think you need to stay away from. So, Yeah, that, that's good. Bruce. Hey, Jim. Yeah, I, I would just say, too, if people are in a job search right now, one of the other things that's important, it kind of goes along with that positive attitude, but to help get that is uh, self-care, you know, um, making sure that you're taking time for yourself uh, to, you know, you're in a job search, but you got to step away a little bit. You got to make sure you stay healthy, you know, rest, eat well, exercise. Uh, You you know, you want to make sure that you've got a good support system uh, with your family or friends or whatever. 
uh, because you're, it's frustrating. It's hard. You know, they want to see you, your employers want to see you at the, your best. And so it, it can be stressful, but if you have some self-care, it can help you move along. And then the last thing I would say is just, um, even though the goal is to get a job, try to have some little wins and little rewards along the way. Like maybe it's activity, right? I know I've got to send out this many resumes uh, this week and you get that reward yourself for that because it's a long, it can be a long process. I, I, I like that, Bruce. And, and I want to, you know, kind of shift the, the conversation to kind of build on that about like practical steps. You know, the last time I looked personally went on the job search was like in the late eighties, you know, and I've been blessed and fortunate and been able to kind of pave my own way, but but I, I can't even imagine applying for a job. It's just so different. You know, you don't just put a resume and, you know, send it in a FedEx envelope to the, to the company you're applying for, uh, you know, uh, Bill, I mean, you're, you're seeing all sorts of things. How, what are some tactics, like some practical tactics that people can do to kind of break through the clutter to get their, to, you know, to get their resume on the top of the pile, if you will. I think when I first uh, went into the job market, it was a whole lot different back in the 80s than what it is right now. Of course, we didn't have social media uh, yeah. like we do now. So it was a lot uh, a lot tougher to get a job. I remember looking through the Sunday paper at job ads and and, and calling them and, and doing that. So with so, social media now, it really, uh, the job seeker has a lot of tools out there right now that they can use. Uh, some of the ones I use a lot is uh, LinkedIn. Uh, I think that uh, is real easy as far as if someone wants to apply for a job, uh, you can, you know, do the resume and, and like a quick apply. Also, I've, I've actually talked to people on Facebook. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of old fashioned, I guess, old school. Uh, I like the phone calls still. I, I do. I do accept phone calls. Uh, I accept about five or six today, even, and, you know, I try to have a conversation and kind of get to know them on the phone. And, you know, I, I think persistence, persistence mm -hmm. is real key. Uh, you don't want to go overboard. You don't want to call the uh, potential employer every single day, but, you know, stay in contact. Say, Hey, I called you a couple of weeks ago. You know, I'm just want to follow up uh, that, that type of thing. Um, yeah. Send the resume, uh, I think that is uh, for my industry that that's key and what I've, what I've been looking at. So. Colleen, what do you, what do you uh, suggest on that? Some practical applications of uh, that folks can do to get, you know, break through the clutter, sure. have their, have their message stand out that, uh, them as a person. Well, um, a couple of things that, that might be helpful, like Bill said, contact with the office is always nice. Um, but remember whenever you're calling, to be nice and polite to every single person you interact with because that secretary is a gatekeeper and every person that you talk to is gonna give feedback to the hiring supervisor or HR. Um, it's important not to burn bridges before you've even built one. Um, also, if you're not sure how to get into an industry and you have a particular interest in a type of job, you can always contact somebody and ask for an informational interview not necessarily one that you're seeking to be hired for, but to learn about the job so that you can learn from the experts in the field where and how you might fit in, what you might be in need of as far as development goes. And you also make an impression simply by letting people know you're interested in their field, that you want to know about them and you're interested in their expertise. 
they sometimes can refer you on to colleagues that they know in the industry. So you can start to network that way when you don't even have an available job to be applying for, but you know what you're looking for. It's also helpful sometimes to simply contact educational institutions that support that industry. Many times those career service centers and or the actual faculty for the type of um, position you're looking for, whether it's welding or accounting or whatever it might be, those institutions know where the vacancies are or who might be hiring at that point in time and may be able to provide some referrals to you. And they're good informational interview sources too. Um, aside from that, I would also recommend people contact the people that they know in their networks to see if they're aware of anything that might be similar. So it's, it's important to keep your ties open and to be positive with all those individuals. Good stuff. Thank you, Colleen. Bruce. Yeah, I think all those are great. I think it's just casting a wide net. Uh, you know, I've talked with people in the past. They're like, I've, uh, you know, I sent out two, two resumes this week and I'm waiting to hear back. And while that could be a plan, you, you really got to do a lot of things. Um, you know, it's almost like if you're looking for a job, that almost needs to be your full time job. And so, Colleen talked about networking. Uh, uh, Bill talked about LinkedIn. Uh, you know, there's uh, places online like Indeed or ZipRecruiter that's an aggregator. So there's just a ton of jobs on there, you know, to really start to apply. But it, it, it's all of those things, right? You've got to have a, uh, a good resume uh, so that you can send it out. That's your, your kind of marketing, right? You know, that, that's your marketing piece. Uh, to help you get in the door. And then, you know, uh, you, you know, what you talked about information interviews, be comfortable uh, talking to people about your background. One of the things that uh, I think uh, uh, Colleen remembers uh, with uh, Jobs for Life is that we talk about a 30 or a 60 second commercial, right? And that's the answer to tell me about yourself. Tell me a little bit about yourself. And you've got to, that's the time where you can tell them about yourself and that. It's probably one of the first questions Bill will ask. Well, just tell me a little bit about yourself. And so just being able to have answers to that, to, you know, those things. So it's, it's you got to do a little bit of everything to be prepared for, for the job search. I love that, Bruce. The, uh, the, the 32nd pitch, if you will, could be your talent, how it intersects with your mission, with your passion. Like I was just talking about, that could be a, a great way of putting that together in three sentences. Um, I want to, I want to kind of go back to Bill when you, and both you guys, and I think, you know, Colleen, you talked a little bit about uh, networking, but social networking, you know, in there's this, there's this notion out there today that I, I really strongly believe in, and that is called the proximity principle. In other words, get in, get in uh, a place where people are doing the kind of work that you want to do. So if you've identified a company that you want to work for, you know, say it's Arch or, you know, uh, you guys wanted to you know, be, be, find somebody you can with a quick LinkedIn search, you can find people that work there. Right. And you can get all oh, that's my neighbor. Right. I didn't realize they worked there. Next thing you know, you've got it. You've got an in. Right. And so being able to break through the clutter, so to speak, really could be as simple as just knowing who works there at the company that Absolutely. you work for. You yeah. know, that's that that to yeah. me is a tremendous idea. And the other thing that I that I think about is 
is, you know, trying to make sure that you do have those tools already set up, right? Before you start the job process, have a LinkedIn profile. I, I personally, uh, with my company, if somebody is watching this and is having trouble with their LinkedIn, I would love to help them uh, set that profile up and, and have a high performance profile on LinkedIn with a photograph and a really current bio and, and, and two or three sentences about what you're trying to accomplish with your life, your mission, your passion. Uh, and then Colleen, um, one thing that I'm, I'm curious about is when we talk about having that good resume, is that something that Jobs for Life helps with? Is that, help, is that a service that you provide for folks to help them hone their resume? We do. In fact, here at uh, Christian Help, we can help individuals uh, with resume development, but we can also start with aptitude testing we wow. can do that in a relatively quick way with a software that only takes a few minutes as opposed to a long period of time, like a, a traditional paper RASIC test. We can facilitate job searches for people online and we can allow them to apply online. So if there's any need for traditional career service support services, please come here. We're willing to and we want to help you. We also have a cadre of um, HR professionals who re will review resumes for us as well as the people in-house who do that. So if I happen to be tied up on something, that doesn't mean that it can't go out to another person who perhaps works at WVU or at WV Medicine, um, as well as other places in town. So we're, we have the, the help to do that traditionally. And I just wanted to focus on resumes for one minute. Yeah. Um, I think the 30 second, 60 second commercial about yourself is very important. People need to be able to succinctly describe who they are, what they are, and how they can contribute to a company. But when you send a resume, it's important to remember that this is a, it's the trailer, it's not the movie. <laughs> Nobody needs to see a complete dossier on everything you've done since you were 16 years old in the workforce. They just need the highlights. They need to know specifically what you're best accomplishments are, if you will, within that and the skills that you gain from it. But um, the time to get into more detail is once you get into an interview setting. You want to entice an employer to invite you in. So it needs to be sharp, it needs to be accurate, and it needs to be, above all, honest. Um, don't oversell what you don't have. <laughs> Yeah. Um, because you will be disappointed every time, but, but know what you can do and, and highlight all of that that goes together for that company. But Colleen, you make a great point. Uh, I've seen interviews in my career that, you know, five, six, seven pages. And by the time I get done with the you know, second page, I'm, I'm about done with the resume. So mm -hmm. like you said, clear, concise, you know, I think you have to gear the resume to the particular job. So if you have strengths in one area, you want to focus on those strengths that pertains to that position on your resume first, put that first and foremost. Maybe you don't have all the education, but you have the experience. So, so highlight, the, highlight the experience first that pertains to that job as much as experience you have to that particular position. So um, yeah, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely huge. That's big, Bill. I, I really love that advice. Uh, you know, I got a question just listening to, 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 to all three of you guys talking here the last few minutes, how important is the follow up from the employee? If I'm applying for a job and I, you know, I have an interview, I mean, I, I remember back in the day writing a, a handwritten thank you note, thank you card and sending that right. I, as an, as a hiring uh, manager for my company, 
I hardly ever see thank you notes anymore. I mean, it's rare. And you, you know, Bill, you were talking about attitude being, you know, having a good attitude. That's a great way, an easy way. It costs the, the, the price of a stamp, right? To send a thank you note or even an email or a text these days, right? Mm-hmm. How important is that? Bruce, I mean, I'd love to get your thoughts and then I'd like to go around the horn to hear. Yes, I think follow up um, is important with that. And I think I'd take one step back uh, before the, that, at the end of the interview, making sure that you ask that question, what's the next step, right? Yes. So yes. that you know what that next step is yes. in order to how you're going to follow up. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's, we got three more, re- you know, interviews or whatever, at least you know what the next step is or even expressing the interest saying this is a job i would like to have i would be honored to have have this job i mean yes you're exactly right leave leave it with them that you're ready to go uh but yeah i think anytime you can follow up with uh just a thank you email i mean really you, you know thanking them for taking their time to interview and, yeah. and then you have an ability in that email or letter to excited about whatever that next opportunity is. Yeah, Colleen. Uh, I used to like to get them, not necessarily the same day um, or not in a way that I feel like I'm being pressured to hire the person. (laughs) But um, before the thank you goes out, um, and I know we only have a couple minutes, so I'm just gonna say this quickly. Sometimes there are reasons that people are uncomfortable uh, or things that have happened in their employment past that may be uncomfortable topics to talk about during the interview process. And I would strongly recommend anybody in a job search situation to number one, be honest with themselves that that existed. Number two, identify what you've learned from that situation. It may have been that you were terminated from a job. It may have been that you um, have been out of the workforce for 12, 12 years taking care of your family. It may have been that you were incarcerated but understand what you've learned from it so that you're prepared to answer that question or be positive about it whenever it comes up because most good interviewers will know that there is something in your history before you get into that interview. Mm -hmm. Um, And also remember that the interviewers are human. Um, They they understand that people have make mistakes and they are generally speaking, goodwilled individuals if they've invited you to an interview they're interested in hearing about you yeah don't assume that they expect or have already made up their mind on the worst great point um i think that's important for and and that that is something that we run into with a lot of non-traditional applicants that we work with through the jobs for life program and um, a number of people are in that situation unfortunately uh dealing with uh, addiction issues that have been uh, rampant through our state for the last you know, eight, 10 years. Um, so I think those are key points to keep in mind too. But as far as follow-up, I do think it's important for no other reason than to know that your search may be ending, you know, that you don't need to continue to follow up on that. Yeah. Bill, thoughts on that? Yeah, I think follow-up is extremely important. I think it can mean the difference of being hired or not hired, even with a simple thank you or uh, just a follow-up. Uh, I think that shows me uh, that they're very interested. I think in the interview itself, I think you need to make sure that you do your homework about that company so you can ask questions. There's so many interviews that uh, 
the, you know, the person I'm interviewing doesn't, they don't know anything about the company. So for me, that's very impressive. If you can do your homework, uh, be confident, you know, everybody's nervous in an interview, about eight out of 10, I get are very nervous. I definitely overlooked that uh, myself. So uh, be confident, be truthful is what Colleen said is very, very important to be truthful uh, in, in the whole interview. So those are the things I look for. Jim, Absolutely. Jim, let me, let me just say one thing too about the interview, because uh, as Bill said, it, 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 it can be frustrating or terrifying for some, but or really the interview, you know, if you boil it down, the client, the company is trying to find out, can you do the job, right? Do you have the skill set? Will you do the job? <laughs> you know, and can we work together? You know, is this going to be a good fit? But remember, as the employee or the candidate, you're also trying to determine that too, right? Mm -hmm. Can I do that job that I'm talking about, right? Is this going to be... Is this going to be a good fit for me? Uh, am I going to be motivated to do that job as well? And are these people I want to work with, right? So um, even though it's tough sometimes when it's like, man, I really need a job, know that when you're in there, it's a two-way street. Again, you're trying to evaluate it just as much as they are. Absolutely. As we close out our time, guys, I'd, I'd like to go around the horn one, one final time and just get kind of get your thoughts, some parting words of wisdom, if you will, for folks who may be at, at various stage in the job search. Uh, maybe it's something uh, that they, they've got a desperate situation at home, uh, a single parent trying to put food on the table and pay the rent. Uh, somebody who's looking uh, for a career change using the the pandemic and coming out of the pandemic as an opportunity to kind of reinvent themselves, or maybe it's somebody who's just contemplating a, a leadership position within their existing company. Let's go around and, and get some final words of wisdom. Uh, Bill, I'd love to start with you, uh, Colleen, and then Bruce will end with you. I think first and foremost, again, you have to, you have to stay positive in your search. Um, you have to be patient. Uh, I know sometimes I've, I've lost my job before and I, I need to put food on the table, but uh, don't let it get you down. Uh, stay persistent, stay positive, uh, you know, keep trying and it, it, it will, it will happen. It may not be uh, today or tomorrow, but uh, it will happen if you have the right uh, mindset. Awesome. Colleen. Uh, I think it's important for people to remember that they are valuable. That, that they are worthy of employment. And even if the first job you're offered is not your forever job, that there are stepping stones in employment the same way there is in every other aspect of life. And you will be able to get where you want to be as long as you stay focused on that path. Love it. Bruce. Yeah, I, I think I, I, th those are two great uh, answers there. I think I would just add two things, Jim. One is that you have to have a plan. Even if your plan is, I need to get a job so I can put food on the table, you gotta have a plan and work that plan to get that job. And you know, if people have questions about that, they can talk to Christian Help, uh, talk to one of us just about how do I do this, right? Because they don't really teach you about looking for a job when you're looking for a job, right? It's just, you're trying to figure this out. So have a plan connect with people that can help you yeah. and just know that this whole plan, God's got a plan for you, right? What is it? Jeremiah 29, 11, right? For I know the plans I have for you declares the uh, Lord plans to 
prosper you and not harm you. I love this part, plans to give you hope in a future. Uh, the cool thing is God's already got that next job already lined up for you. You just got to work the process and, and figure that out. So, um, you know, uh, it's not easy, but it's definitely doable. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love those those parting words of wisdom, guys. And, and I think that's a great place to, to close out our time here with you all today. I want to thank again our panelists for their time and expertise on the subject of finding work, finding a job. Colleen Langford with Christian Help, Bill Haynes with uh, Arch uh, Cole, uh, Bruce Lane, uh, Executive Pastor at Chestnut Ridge Church. Guys, thank you so much for being here. I just think it was just an awesome opportunity. And I want to thank our, our viewers for tuning into this episode of Real Life presented by Chestnut Ridge Church. We want to encourage you to share this webinar with people in your life that you think could benefit. And we'd also like to invite you to come out to the to the Ridge for uh, services this Sunday or join us online or in, in person, of course. And finally, I'd like to, to close this in a, in a short prayer. Uh, if we can just bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we're just so grateful for, for Bill and Colleen and Bruce to be on this call today to impart wisdom and, and their expertise and their passion and, and, and love for helping people. Uh, Lord, we're just reminded that there is so much hope in you. Uh, you, were, you created us to work. To, to find meaningful work out there, to make a difference, to serve you, to, to serve people, really, and to honor, honor you, Lord, by serving people through our work. And that's just an awesome thing. And we're just grateful for uh, our panelists today and, and, and grateful for you as well. Thanks again for watching Real Life. I'm your host, Jim Matuga. And remember, Jesus truly is the way to real life.